Hello, 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 and welcome to a very midfield podcast. You're about to listen to three Americans explore Formula One very poorly, and most likely at least half of them getting drunk. Now, one thing to keep in mind while you listen. Nobody endorses this, and Nick, Boba, and Colberto are solely, entirely, and utterly responsible for any opinions expressed here. Enjoy! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Despite Boba's best efforts, I am not cracking while introducing this podcast. It's been a minute. Good to see you guys again. I'm joined, as always, uh, of course, by uh, Boba, shitter extraordinaire, number number one. What's up, Boba? How you doing, buddy? Hey, man. Don't let your memes be dreams, ma'am. There it is. There it is. And Colberto. Colberto, brother, how you sorry, doing? Man? I'm sorry. I think you mean Lord Neck and Nutton Poppin'. Oh, Lord Neck and Nutton Poppin'? Uh, yeah. L- uh, hair, hair, shoulder, necking, uh, nothing, breaking, snapping, popping. <laughs> we, we, we were watching the race and watching Fernando Alonso, and we were like, well, it'd be funny if you were the race engineer and you just called him Lord Eyebrows without telling him, just for an entire race. The whole so this time. led to a bunch of Lord names, and Nick decided to say... Lord neck and nothing popping. Lord, and Lord neck and nothing breaking, popping, snapping. I'll, I'll need a couple of days to recover from that. <laughs> I killed him. Killed him dead. Killed him dead. Much like the FIA killed Latifi in this race. So uh, if that wasn't a giveaway, we're here to talk about Baku because we're Baku. <laughs> and thanks for coming out it's been a pleasure anyways roll the credits um <laughs> so uh anyway baku um yeah been a minute we're back it's podcast time we're a little behind so you've probably watched baku by now but uh we're gonna cover it. We're gonna talk about it. Uh, there we're, just, were... we're gonna be so far behind. We're just doing like the greatest yeah, hits of look, F one. It's like the golden F one was a racing series. You know what? There's the there's gasoline. There's two moments where where you can where you can really catch people's attention, and it's it's at the bleeding edge, right? When you're the first person to do it, or it's at the back end where you can make people be like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." Like Seb Vettel's wicked sick spin. People are gonna be oh, like, gosh. "Oh, yeah, I remember that." Seb Bettles a fucking stunt driver. Did you do that? No, <laughs> I don't think anyone that listens to the podcast talks like that. But I, anyway. yeah, I talk like that. I talk like that. My name uh, is Boba. I like I to race race cars. Seb Bettles a fucking stud. Um, I'm on vacation this week, and Boba and I have been drinking for an exceptionally long period of time. So, oh, I'm, I've been, sorry, <laughs> it is what it is. Hell yeah, brother. I don't know if you can hear that. Oh, you can hear that. Popping open a fresh high noon. That's it. It's this podcast noon, is baby. definitely not brought to you by high noon because nah, if they knew what we were that. doing, they'd fire us. Dude, we gotta we have to we have to go talk to the high noon this people. This podcast like, hey, is your rock like Bud Light. This is the the all the booze cast one in uh, a boat, you know. Not the F1 Light, booze not. cast. You know what? <laughs> Fuck Rolling Rock. You can't even get drunk off that shit. Have yeah, we told that true. story on air? It's fun to drink. It is fun to drink. I, I don't know. It's with uh, the the first time that I met Mr. Nick in person. Uh, I went over to his place and we sat there and opened up a thirty rack of Rolling Rock and went beer for beer, just chatting. And I'm then not a I, stout lad. 
ladies and gentlemen, I'm not a big dude and I'm not, I am not a carouser. Like if I normally go out for, for drinks, I'm like four in and I'm like, I can't operate a motor vehicle anymore. I need somebody to drive me. Listen, that's, that's, that's great. Cause that just means next a cheap date. Remember this for later. See, there we go. ladies, there it is. But, uh, Colberto and I went beer for beer on rolling rocks. Yeah. And at, at some point I was like, Hey, Colberto, you want another beer? And he was like, yeah, that'd be good. And I walked out to the deck and I reached in the beer box and some asshole had drank them all. And I was like, <laughs> Who did this? Uh, you're not going to believe this, but we have each consumed 15 rolling rocks. And <laughs> I was like, I want to say that we should drive to get more, but I also feel like that's a trap because I'm not drunk, but I've also had 15 beers. So yeah, I don't I was know like, what's happening box, right now. But the box lied to me. I'm not drunk. What happened? <laughs> I think a hobo showed up and stole half of the beers. I think that's what happened. Like, I just, there's no way. Just scattered <laughs> the empties at, at, at your feet so that way you guys could, would think you, oh, we drank those. I remember just, drinking he, all those. Yeah, he just went in and he power slammed a bunch of beers. It's like when you, you know, it's in the words of Ron White, when you shit someone else's pants. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know how he did it, but kudos to him. Good, yeah, brilliant guy, you know. Dude, when when I was at that race though, there was uh the this was the Miami. champagne sponsor of F one and the one they want you to buy is Ferrari champagne. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that's cheap, only like six or seven bucks a bottle, right? Oh, right. I'm certain. Uh right. you know, a little too rich for my blood, but uh oh, man. So what you're telling me like ten bucks a bottle? Is that what's too rich for your blood? That's pretty much, yeah. I'm really a, like a red rose kind of guy or like a mm. Thunderbird. Oh. Gotcha. Get you a little bit of box wine, yeah. Yeah, the wild Irish Rose and Thunderbird. You mix those yeah. two together, you get brain damage. You gotta slap that bag, <laughs> slap that bag like it's slapping your gray matter. God, we were gonna talk about a race at some point. I think. Yeah, is this a racing about podcast? Baku, something about Azerbaijan. Something about the starting grid in reverse order being yeah. Mick Schumacher, yeah. Lance Stroll, Nicholas Latifi, Alex Alva, Kevin Magnussen, Valtteri Bottas. Well, if you're so fun you. story, if you're a Ferrari fan, you probably need to consume all of the alcohol we just talked about in order this to tolerate this race. We'll get there. And if so you already you. did that to forget this race and we're about to talk about it again, then I'm sorry, but more brain damage is in your future for you to erase this from your memory again. Yeah, yeah, you might want to. Oh, because in no, no, this is this timeline is firmly in the grid results right now of starting mm. grid starting Jordan, grid yes. so gong you esteban ocon 13th danny rick fucking 12th please <laughs> danny rick figure it out lando Damn. norris 11th lord eyebrows nut and crack him himself 10th <laughs> um sebi vet 9 yuki sonoda F1's loudest radio cursor in eighth. Uh, champion of the up, world, seventh. He up all the energy from where uh, friggin' Raikkonen left off just to oh, be the yeah. radio guy. He's, he yep. said, I have a role model. I must follow in his footsteps. Old, old wingin' Von Breken taping. There he is. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll yep. get there. The champion of the world, Lewis Hamilton, in seventh. Uh, oh, yes. Pierre Gasly representing the fine clothing brand that is Alphatari in six. Georg Roussel fifth. Carlos Sainz fourth. <laughs> he For won't now. stay there. 
Max Verstappen, uh, Dutch Dutchman extraordinaire, third. Uh, Checo Perez, uh, King of Mexico, second. Justice. Justice. <laughs> Justice. Oh, bye bye. Uh, Checo Perez, second. And then the, the chief monogast himself, the most mediocre driver on the grid. Charles the Leclerc. chief monogast. Oh. I like that title. Yeah. The chief monogast. You know what? I look, Colberto has consumed a great deal of milk in an effort to get Lando Norris on this show. And I have offered numerous times, very generously, I might add to receive a tattoo of any shape or sort to get Danny Rick on this podcast. And neither of them have come through. So maybe it's time to just say that, uh, you know, we will, we will, we will refer to, uh, his Lordship, the chief monogast, Charles Leclerc, uh, by his proper name and, and hope that one day he will join us on the podcast. I will never stop drinking milk, no matter how much it kills me. Lando, no, please, please Lando. This man has gone off the deep end. I I, I oh, commit God. to my I commit. Oh, oh God, Lando! Listen, no, I can't. Listen. I try. I I own this podcast, and I can't even I stop commit. him. Yeah. Lando, nice we're going. You? No, he was Lando, the wheel go. spin. Lando, I can't hit the brakes. Please help us. Lando, you have to help us, Lando. Lando. We can't. We can't pull a Sevy vet here, dude. We need your help. Danny, my poor naked, untattooed flesh. That sounds really weird when I put all those words in a sentence, but don't read into true. it too they're, much. They're, they're also, it's Just, also not true. You have a tattoo, at least one. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I have untattooed limbs. But that tattoo of juicy across your forehead's a little on the nose, isn't it? It's pretty good. Look, man, you got to tell them what they're getting. Okay, fact, you got to you got to advertise. Nick, Nick has a rather thick forehead. I just it's very th- thick, like a bowl a of very tattooable face. One could say, <laughs> yeah, totally. He yep. can get an entire tattoo of Australia on that face. Swear to God. Well, you know, there's. Uh, could I? I don't know, Danny. Could I? There's only one way to find out, Mister like Ricciardo. Of a teardrop, just get a tiny, tiny little. It's a like tiny Australia. Australia coming out. Yeah, of just out saying of, out of the corner of his eye. You know, as will it fit? I don't. We got to try. I don't. But if only there was someone from Australia that was a famous F1 driver that would be on the show. Then was maybe willing to do a shitty out. podcast. Oh well, I guess we'll never find out, will we, guys? That's unfortunate. Yeah. Anyways. It would be really cool also if he had really neat merch. But Yeah, uh, oh, well, you know, if only I had some sort of like papaya colored thing that I could sell to go along with the generic papaya. So for, if you've seen our Twitter or Anchor FM page, um, I commissioned a banner for the Twitter. And uh, the person, the artist that did the the banner I, has never watched a day of f1 in her life i'm almost certain but uh she made this really cool uh like f1 car and it's got like the smoke behind it and it's in a turn and um uh her name is alicia west by the way on on twitter she did a great job and uh was very affordable as well very reasonably priced um if you're looking for that kind of thing but anyways um and she made it papaya orange not even a request just completely sent me the thing it's papaya orange 
So, you know, I mean, like, you know, it's just a great, fate, great opportunity. I'm just saying ser- serendipity has fallen into the lap of a certain Formula One team and two Formula One drivers who were easily memed. So just going to sit here and wait patiently. And lights my... out and away we go. And hey, first so turn. turns out Baku is one of those courses where it pays to be on the left side of the track. Weird. Left-hander Crazy. into the first turn. And um, yeah. So hold, hold on. Let, let me tell is is. Is P one on the left side of the track? Ah, uh, no. No, no it isn't. It's not. Yeah, that's crazy how that pans out. Uh, who, who's in P two? Uh, uh, is it? Perez? Is it I Charles Leclerc? No, it no, is Checo, King. isn't it? Yeah, King yeah. of Mexico, Checo Perez. Mm, uh, the King also of the Mexican Minister of Defense. Yeah. Yeah, the Mexican King Minister of, of Defense. Defense. Well, uh, I think he's going to get fired from that job because he very offensively. Just went right into the first turn and I snatched P one out from under Chuck LeClock's nose. He just fought. Yeah. He was like, "Thanks, I'm going to take, take that candy from a baby." God, poor. Ch- hey, Chuck, you P one, and you there it is. It's race time. You had it for three seconds. All right, hope you like that. But Chuck's got a Ferrari engine behind him, which well, will drag him mm, around the track uh, for it. Which Sometime. He has a Ferrari engine in his car, which uh, takes gas and air and a spark and turns it into moving. Sometimes. That's about all I can say about that. <laughs> it does internal combustion engine stuff for a period of time. If that, that period sometimes isn't the full race distance, but that's besides the point. So, so Perez does the robbery and gets Chuck LeCluck into the first corner. What's going on behind him? Uh, <laughs> what is going on behind him? Right, uh, I don't know if anybody else gains off the bat. I imagine Alonzo, who was always punchy off the fucking start, gains a position. That's just me talking out of my ass. What really matters here is what goes on down in P18 with <laughs> one Nicholas Latifi. <laughs> well, oh, wait, what happened to young Nicholas? This was a before lights out thing. Where uh, if, if you're watching the feed of the race, uh, they all line up on the grid. I think it was after the warm-up lap, right? Yeah, after no. the formation lap. They're, yeah, they're lining up after the formation lap for the grid. And Nicholas Latifi like goes over his grid box. And one of his engineers runs out. But while he's running back to the thing, like runs back out to his car and pushes it back. And then runs back out across the side. Everyone's like, can you do that? And it turns they out put a wall there. Stewart said, no, you can't. <laughs> Not allowed. Do you think they should put a wall there? Just like one of those like styrofoam, like kitty house brick walls. He likes walls. He, well, Maybe that'd help him womp, you know, hit the wall. Womp. Thump. Stop. Well, the, F- the FIA decided to reward uh, Latifi by bringing the team onto the field for his uh, formation lapsed grid by uh, giving him 10 whole seconds to hang out with them in the pits during the race. (laughs) Why don't you take 10 seconds to chat about that with your team in the pits during the race? 
which coincidentally, when you're in the first lap, puts you in um, last place. But he was, I mean, he was only two positions away from last, so it wasn't that yeah. precipitous a drop, uh, I guess. It doesn't yeah, it just was, put uh, you in last place. It cements you into last place. Yeah, but it is, it is the there, cement shoes of last place. At least from there, if you get like a safety car or something happens, then you could nut up to the back of the grid and make positions. Unfortunately, oh, you're Latifi and you're in a Williams, so that's probably not going to happen. I was about to say because we didn't. It, there were no. There's no safety cars in this race, are there? So there's no way there's, that he could have possibly gotten back oh. up, right? But Couldn't what happened? happened? Boba. He'll be. He'll be back. It's fine. Don't. Even, don't even worry about it. What? Uh, it's up oh, there. He is. His video's what? frozen because there's video that we do that you guys can't see because oh, we're in right. audio. Podcast. Don't worry. Maybe one day we'll let you do things. But I am screenshotting the stupid face that Bobo's. We can hear you. You're just frozen in a very, very authoritatively inquisitive pose, <laughs> like a like the intellectual you are. Mm. Very intellectual. I've there been to school at least once. Like and... a man chiseled out of marble. Perfect. Mm, unbelievable. So, yeah, yeah, there's at least one safety car this race. Oh, so so Nick made his places up and he, he got a better... He didn't finish no, last. No, fun fact, right? he didn't. Oh, uh, wow. That's well, there must have only been well, one safety car then. Well, so there so was what, a, There was more than one. He's just All right, so, so early race, what, what was the action? <laughs> what activity happened on track in the first let's say 13 laps before I joined you all to watch the race recap again. Oh, goodness. Oh, uh, God. Gracious. Uh, there was some racing doing. Uh... It seemed to me a lot like it was just kind of like, uh, you know, uh, Checo took the lead well, and uh, it was just well, a little bit of not well, let, racing. Let's cut to the chase because around lap eight, I think, if I remember correctly from the race in Baku, yeah. Uh, something may have occurred, uh, with to a Ferrari to a Ferrari. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You no, correct. I've something dissociated this memory. Let's not talk about this. Can we move we on? We have to talk about it. No, it's I don't want to talk right, about so, this. You know, know what? Like yet? Nick, Nick, walk like us through discussion. what happens Nick, to one of the Ferraris. Oh God. Unlock they fuck. The okay, Nick. fine. Fine. Nick, fine. unlock the vault. Tell Do you want to know what happened? happened? They filled Nick. Carlos's fucking fuel tank with goddamn marinara sauce and the car just fucking exploded it, it wasn't fuck, even that it was a hydraulic it, issue it, they fucking just... it they <laughs> even worse because hydraulic fluid is red if you've ever seen that so they were like ah bippity boppity the marinara and then spaghetti and he fucking just pasta fajoled himself right into the goddamn overrun because his engine just fucking <laughs> done <laughs> Bullshit. Oh, is that, uh, fucking uh, no, awful. Uh, Carlos is uh, kaput. So he, fucking he, spaghetti yeah. man, no make car good. So and, and ominously, I'll say <laughs> the first Ferrari power unit car <laughs> mm-hmm. is taken out of the Baku Baku race Baku Don Baku Grand uh, ba- the Baku Gun Baku to the pits. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> this should be the undertone of this one, but uh, so so he we gets. Go so Carlos Sainz gets sent by Ferrari mechanics back to the shadow realm. Uh, yes, he time, does indeed. 
uh, around this time, uh, the the yellows go away and racing uh, resumes. Sebastian Vettel and Nicholas is, Latifi's still in last. Nicholas Latifi's still in last. <laughs> Latifi watch is like way the last. fucking last, not just in last. Way in last place, like if you can have a last place behind last place, that's where that's where Latifi is. He's in extra last place. So uh, around this time, when cars start getting going again, Sebastian Vettel is in a batal, but uh, overcooks it batal going into one of the corners and does a but decides to show off. Okay, maybe I goofed up, but this is why I'm a four time world champion. Without stopping oh, the car, bro. he flips that shit around by he just, putting his boot he down. Lights up the God, rear, he just, sends uh, it. One eighties mm, oh, that motherfucker mm. on a dime, just yeet. Yeah, and, and it's then, back on and the threads it in. I mean, like almost just, kills Yuki Sonoda. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's fine. fine. It's Yuki Sonoda. He's fine. He's fine. Just oh, oh man. So that was so impressive. That's like that's Very some serious driving chops because he totally did it on purpose, which is that's impressive. Uh, that's he knew impressive. to bail out of the turn, and then he was like, "Man, it doesn't matter. I'll just do this." Even if Vettel doesn't win, like the people's champion Sebastian Vettel is going to get some brownie points with the crowd by showing said, off in the car. He oh. said, "Reverses oh. for losers. We three sixty this bitch." <laughs> 180. And then he did it. 180, 360, 720, whatever. He see, did a see number. 360 is an entire so, circle. Also, it's fine. Dur- during it. this race, uh, Zhou Guan Yu is the recipient of the helmet cam for uh, this mm. outing. And the helmet cam is dope. Uh, just watching those guys from the side eye view inside of their crash helmet is just a how are you able to do this? Terrifying. All, it, it, all it just the only way to describe it is terrifying. Well, it's, not not only that, like, ah. at, at this point, like the porpoising is still an issue. So you're yes. watching these guys from inside the helmet, and it's like they're bopping to a rave. Uh, it's <laughs> it does not look enjoyable in the so least. Bad. And the worst part is it's in a straight line. You think like, man, corners must suck because of the G forces, and you, if you don't have the neck of you know Lord Neck and Nutton popping, you're gonna have a real bad time. <laughs> but now, in with your head getting torn off in corners, you also have to deal with kids bop on the straights, which is just very Fucking, not fun for the whole uh, human body experience thing. This race yeah. brought to you by Hanson Mbop. Um, <laughs> it's it, dude, I did. Um, I think I don't think you had joined us for the for the rewatch yet, but uh, Boba and I were joking around, like watching that helmet cam. Like, I almost uh, would dude, say that I'd poop my factor. pants, but the pucker factor is so high. I don't know if yeah. I'd be physically capable in the moment. <laughs> you I cannot mean, physically pass shit. Pucker factor too high. Extreme pucker factor. Bitch and, bitch and Betty out here saying pucker factor. The pucker <laughs> factor twelve out of ten. <laughs> irrational number. No longer <laughs> stack overflow. Pucker factor. So while this is happening, up in front, uh, the order is Verstappen catching up to a Sergio Perez. On lap 15, Verstappen starts storming Norman behind Sergio, and Sergio gets a very brief radio call that says, no fighting. And Verstappen... Which is interesting. It it makes sense. Because they had been... the, The announcers had been saying that, you know, they were free to race free to battle so 
But I think even at that point in the race, and we'll talk about it a little bit going further into it, uh, Verstappen was on some of that good shit in Baku. And the, like, yeah. so I think they the saw the difference between his time and every other human being and was yeah. just like, let him pass. He's doing something. He, he had so something here, to prove here was, since he here was, was robbed last year. Here, here was issue for Sergi Perez, mm-hmm. who took fucking your boy off the start. Um, he, it, they, they discussed it after the race, but it looked like he had been far too set up for. He he had a Saturday, uh, sort of configuration. Oh, so like car on race day. Yeah, sprint quick, but tire deg high and high high, high tire deg, high downforce. Yep. You know, yep. very quick on fresh tires, not so quick on three lap old tires. Gotcha. Womp womp. So so that's why they said you dude you just can't keep up and that's why we saw what we saw with the Verstappen continually building a cap. Also, mm. uh, if we look back down the field, uh, Lewis Champion Hamilton of the world is facing his worst nightmare by looking in front of him and seeing a wing that says El Plan in front of him. <laughs> El Plan. Him and Alpines, uh, like that's the hardest car on the grid for him to pass. It appears so he's behind well, Alcon at that point. And okay, let's let's look at Monaco Ooh. and just say that maybe the Alpine is the hardest car for literally anyone to pass because this apparently they have a magical make the car eighty feet wide button, and they really like that button. Damn right they do. <laughs> they press that a lot. Uh. Going on down, uh, slap seventeen gets a slow pit for Sergio going in, but it does. I wrote that down, but it didn't really matter. Um, he still comes out in a decent position. Uh, Alonso starts uh, giving his trademark DRS train uh, going through the field with yeah. a number of cars behind him. But Alonso grand DRS. Train. Yeah, I think so Gasly ends up his stadium him, uh, in relatively short order, like two or three laps into the train. Lap twenty though. We get uh, Nick's second gut punch of the race, <gasps> and not the no. last. No. Uh, Chuck LeCluck no. decides that he's through racing, and his engine just explodes, uh, which is not great. It explodes into pasta carbonara, just bad. Yeah, it, it's he's battling down a straight. He's punching it, chewy. And just all of a sudden, blue smoke everywhere inside yeah. of his cockpit. Uh, yep. The engine packed yeah. it in big time. Uh, unfortunately, he was close enough to the pit road that he was able to make it down with just the momentum of the car. And he pulls over into where like the Waybridges area. So he's way off the line going into the pits. Uh, so it doesn't interrupt the race at all. And there's no fluid on the track. So that didn't uh, cause any issues there. But that is... Two for two Ferrari cars out with mechanicals early, relatively. It was a 54 lap race. A 20 laps in, yeah. Ferrari's day is done. And Mattia Bonato has to go into his natural state, which is explain to his <laughs> drivers why things went wrong beyond their control. You mean beyond being a postmodern clown? He has another uh, state that's yeah, natural. He does. Too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was doing that really well. He did that well. Uh, Charles, uh, car is broken. Uh, uh, mess with Ugh. the team. You will no longer drive. Yeah, but which just... sucks because, like, it, it, this is, this is, and every everyone that's listened to the podcast before today knows that I am a 
diehard Mercedes fan. Um, unbiased. Shout out. Unbiased. Sh- shout out to the poll on the Spotify right now regarding Mercedes. If you haven't checked that out, you should go answer the poll. Tell me what your opinion is. Um, please. Yeah, no, not allowed. Nope. Verboten. Um, but like, uh, seeing, seeing Ferrari make a comeback has been really cool this year. And so to watch Carlos get out, cause I, I really like Carlos as a driver. I think he's a great guy and I want to see him be competitive and watching him eat shit, just race after race really hurts me. And then, um, my boy Valtteri did not qualify well this race. So that hurt me. And then it's like, oh, uh, oh, Ferrari, the power unit, it, uh, it uh, explode. Okay, yeah, okay, uh, molto bene. Thank you. This is what they get for cheating, like three or four years ago, or whatever. That's what Seb would say, and that's why they fucking kicked him off Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, this is what you get. Oh God, Ferrari. Oh, Pain now it's, it's okay though because. Uh, there's a whole four laps between another Ferrari powered car going pop uh, in the Plenty form of, time. of our of time. resident Chinaman and helmet cam person. Hello, motorcycle outside. Uh, helmet cam disabled. <laughs> yeah, so resident Chinaman and is killed. cam purveyor. Zhou mm-hmm. Guan Yu all of a sudden, uh, again, I think in the middle of pushing and because the camera was on him for like an exciting battle for position. And then just poop, which nope. suddenly became not very exciting at all. Yeah, and because it exploded, he had to. I, I don't think it resulted in a VSC. Uh, I think again he was in a position where he was able to get off the track, and it didn't really affect the race in itself. I think it would have wrote down if there was one. But yeah, yeah. Um, Zhou Guan Yu, anointed child of the race for the cameras, no longer has a camera on the track. Oof. Big oof. So out of that Big is ouches. half of the Ferrari powered cars on the grid off the grid. That's uh, good. That's fine. That's fine. I'm so glad fine. there's not a Hass off the grid. Oh wait. Womp womp. So yeah. Uh we also have a a magical moment. Where well, the way that we're talking about this race is indicative that it wasn't the most exciting race of all time. Um, it wasn't Baku of last year. Uh, no, I joke that Baku yeah. of last year was fucking bananas. Also, yeah. let's be honest, we're playing catch up. We're coming at this from three weeks after the fact. So three races after the fact, but all yeah. races after the fact. Or the joke here being that if this race was bad, we would have just covered Baku twenty twenty one again, which would have probably been <laughs> fun to do. Uh, Baku to 2021. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm not going to stop making that joke. Continuing on, uh, lap 29, uh, champion Hamilton Lewis of the world radios in that he is experiencing multiple or many back problem. His back have problem. And back, back are wide. hurt. Yeah. And it was like, ho oh, oh, ho, Lewis must be soft. What happened to back? He just in car. And then they show him and he's just like, just being bounced around that cockpit like a pinball. It is the Mercedes yeah. is still a washing machine with a brick in it. It is at least absolutely one very awful. dense brick. Oh, it's just, it's just, it's just rough uh, hockey with that, man. Uh, God, you can, if, and if you especially, could, especially in Baku with the, the long straight. 
You just yeah, hear the car track. slamming yeah. into the road over and it's... over again when it's under load. Oh. It is. It, it did not look fun. And uh, dude, it's it's 300 miles an hour with a fucking three legged yeah. stool. It's and just it's it's bad. So it's a three legged stool where, where one of the legs is short. It's not to it's the just, end of this ugh. race because uh, I don't know if I'll remember to say it, but he act, he has a very slow time getting out of the car at the end of the race. Yeah, in uh, fact, he it, he struggles getting out of his car. Yeah, it was, a bit, it was like worryingly. This that's the second time that I've seen Hamilton on the grid like in a worrying state in terms of his physical health. The first time being post COVID, where he looked like he was just going to die on the podium. Oh yeah, at uh at the um Hungara Ring bowling match yeah. last year. <laughs> he literally I uh fucking was it um Fernando or or uh, Esteban or Someone, maybe yeah, Seb like had to like hold him up. Him, like, are you okay? Like we should get you medical attention. Uh, yeah, yeah so kudos, kudos to the sportsmanship for real. Hamilton with a uh, having some issues, but continuing on the race. Um, <clears throat> then we get another whole four laps before another Ferrari powered car decides that it's time to end the day early. Where Please Kevin Magnuson, in a fight for 10th position, no! uh, his engine decides. Whoa, Baku, you know, <sighs> I just saw a couple of my brothers explode on the track. And you know what? I'm cool with gear pressure. So that engine just decides to do a whole poppy poop. Never give in to peer pressure. Never give in to peer pressure, you okay? Know, if, greatly. If we, if we didn't live in the future, I'd be quite upset about this. <laughs> greatly, greatly exacerbated by the fact that, uh, that Mickey Schuster qualified uh, like... Ninth, twentieth, nineteenth, twentieth. Very. I mean, like, like last 20th, year, Haas 20th. qualifying style qualify. 20th. Like, uh, oof, ouch, owies, my bones. Yeah, position twenty of twenty. Yeah, that's where Mickey Schuster qualified. Mag, so Maglite did not get off the track with his Ferrari explosion, and this does pull a virtual safety car. Um, important to note here. I started looking at the times at this point. Verstappen is a comical 19 plus seconds ahead of Perez in P2. I keep hey, where's uh, where's Latifi in this? Uh, don't worry. Oh, about he's it. still in last. He's oh, he's still. still oh, last. how many safety cars have we had? Like three. Four. This is there's the second safety car. There was a yellow oh. flag earlier. Weird. Uh, Weird. But yeah, it it it's he's not good. Uh, so so bad. He's just Max is just having a Sunday drive uh, ahead of everybody. And they cut to Total Wolf at one point during this, and Total Wolf Dude. looked like a man whose soul has been sucked out. Like, it is, all right, so, like you know when you have the air mattress right, and it comes with that like automatic vacuum thing, but it's got the it's got the much like uh, much like space balls. It goes from from suck. from blow to suck, and and like somebody just hooked that up to some orifice on his body and flipped it to suck and just they left it they just turned it on and they left and and now here he is poor toto oh it was bad uh he he just did he looked like the half the man he was last year just the way he was his head was just <laughs> yeah. against a wall and he's just oh, oh, I'm not dead, dead eyes yeah big straight straight up dead eyes oh. in fact i think after the race he 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 radioed to Lewis and said, "Lewis, I am sorry we gave you such a shit crap car to drive." 
Yeah. Oh, is, did he say that? Is is that what he said? Or yeah, was he it... said. He, I think he said it was a shit bucket. Yeah, I think we actually got some reporting from in the field. I I think we actually have a clip from what he actually said. Hang on a second. Let me see if I can find this. Oh yeah. This is Michael. Or it's just broken. That's fine. That's good. Okay. Good. You know great. What? That's good. excellent. Broken, Thanks. Just like Mercedes fans' dreams this year. Ah, oh, good. Ah, wow, look at this whole soundboard ah, that just doesn't work. It's, that's it's oh, okay. that's stupendous. Look, that's super good. Podcast. Anyway. Oh, man. All this is grand. Good, great, professional. wonderful. Uh, but fucking, if there's one event this race that I'll remember it for, it's not the Ferrari explosions. It's something that I, I found to be... Uh, so. It, it, Anything else could have happened during this race, and this is what will stick with me. Uh, on lap 37, Tsunoda's uh, rear wing where DRS happens, the flappy bit, <laughs> just kind of like breaks the It's so good. It like cracks oh, the this is between so and Powery on the wing. So when it deploys, like one part of it flaps down and the alpha part just stays up, it, or it just flexes down under load. Uh, whatever it is, it's just... It's broken. Like, it's not good. And incidentally, no Red Bull that weekend uh, was having similar issues in qualifying where the wing just was not engaging correctly. Uh, which I think the previous race, Max had all those issues with the wing deploying. So, like, they're mm-hmm. still dealing with issues with the uh, between the Red Bull family of getting that DRS wing to function properly. Whatever grams they shaved off of that is making it structurally unsound. Yeah. So, Something's going on with it. Tsunoda gets uh, the slightly rare black uh, and orange flag, which is you have a mechanical that needs to be taken care of, pull into the pits. So Tsunoda Which he promptly disregards. Uh, his team, the pit wall was like, maybe you can. Someone in. disregards. I think they were having a they were having an argument about how to tell Sonoda that he had to come. Well, I think they were having a discussion as to what to do about it. But don't worry, yeah. this Alpha Tauri, part of the Red Bull family. This team, hundreds of millions of dollars poured into this car, its development. They got the best the and brightest engineers. Like the pit crew is part of the people who help like, build the car. Right, so they they know what to do. They're experts on this. Sunoda pulls into the pits. They give them new tires, and as they're doing that, in the background are three guys with a roll of speed <laughs> tape, like this is NASCAR, and they are just taping yes. that wing back together. And Aww. it is the most delightful moment I've had in the pits in F1 in years. Oh, I love if it. If you can't so duck much. it, fuck it. And I love that he pulls in, and as soon as those three mechanics go with the speed tape to the back of the car, he keys the mic, and it's just an unbroken beep for, like, five seconds. And then he leaves, and it's more beeps, followed by, what is this? DRS, a liability. You will not have the DRS. He really is taking his prompts from Kimmy, isn't he? You will not have the drink. Oh. Uh, you will not have the okay, DRS. No I drink. You will not drink. have Where the drink. But then for the rest of the race, they every time they show the battle with Tsunoda and someone else and they go to his rear view, you just see the speed tape Silver flapping tape. in the wind. Just, well, yeah, no, because the best part is there. I don't know. I'm not as spun up on the engineering for the for the 2022 cars, but in the center of the rear wing, there is some sort of it looks like actuator a, for the a DRS. actuator yeah. linkage, like a uh, 
I'm going to screw this up, but like basically you've got the, um, the, when you have a pin that affixes like a, like a push rod or something like that to, to a wing or a moving surface. And you've got like the little fork kind of guy. And then like, you know, you have the, the one piston that goes in between the forks and the pin that goes through those three. And the, the, the fork into this that's attached to the top of the wing is just fucking flapping in the goddamn wind. I mean, it's just like, just on the back of the car up and down and up and down. You can see it when he's driving (laughs) and they did nothing to secure this to the body of the car. They were like, duck the wing up, fuck it, send it. (laughs) The whole thing is, what? This year, you can't talk to race direction to ask questions. Like You can't talk to, you can never talk to the stewards directly, but you can't talk to the the guy at race control and, uh, or they won't tell you what the penalties are. So like, it's a, it's a mystery box. It could be anything. So you have to wait for the, for the stewards to tell you what's going to happen. You can't plead your case or anything. Those regulations have changed. So Alpha Tauri in this case basically was like, oh yeah, assholes, balls in your court. We just duct taped this. What's the rules on that bitch? And just drove the car <laughs> back out into the track. And it's just, it's so good. I love it so much. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh man. Kudos to you. Kudos to you, Alpha Tauri. Just duct tape that bitch and send it. You fucking mad lads oh. mad lads i say so uh he doesn't have drs for the rest of the race um verstappen's race engineer hears this and decides that verstappen's having too much of a sunday drive so calls him up on the radio and says uh hey buddy you know cool hang and everything but also no drs for the rest of the race for you either and verstappen's just like what okay uh, not that he needs I wish 20 seconds ahead of second place at this point, but I wish that I could have been his race engineer for this race. Cause have we even gotten his, has Max been on the radio at this point? He, he's been Max on a makes some really interesting about, radio calls. Yeah. He's been, he's been on about, um, lap time targets. Like it, this is the point of a race where, you know, that for checked out of, in terms of any battle, because he's just, they're just talking back and forth with their race engineer going like, hey, Verstappen, uh, you, you did a 47.5 last time. That's a little hot. Maybe you want to drop it down to 48 just to save the tires. And he's like, yeah, okay. And then later on, he's like, uh, could I speed it up? I'm afraid the tires getting a little cold. And they're like, yeah, fine. <laughs> and it's just, he might as well be asking, you know, where's a good place to get his laundry done after the race to his engineer. Hey, mate, um, I'm, I'm in the car, the left side. Uh, can I can I speed up a little? Max, you're 20 seconds ahead of your teammate and you're in P1. I don't fucking care. I, stop talking. <laughs> yeah. Get off the radio. It's just Nick the passive aggressive. It's not important. Is the car on fire? If, if the car is on fire, call me. If the car is not on fire, stop talking to me. Leave me alone. Bro, I'm on like level eight of to- Bloom's Tower Defense. Fuck off. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Me and my boy Flop on Bloom's TD2. I'm going to need you to wrap that shit up, B. Oh, man. Will you shut up with that bullshit, Chief? Uh, okay. Uh, is that most of the retirements that, done? That's nearly all of the retirements done. But on, uh, on that oh, who else this... retired? Were they fucking. Oh, that's oh, right. Canada man. Kanukistani. Kanukistani Phil. Well, lap 45, uh, we get just 
race action's kind of simmering down, and they're thinking of things to show for the camera. So they just pan to these incredibly sad shots of the empty Ferrari pit box where the cars are already gone. <laughs> and there's yeah, on the pit they're wall, packing it's up. just some they're dude sweeping it up, up and fucking packing it away. Dustbuster just vacuuming underneath the stools with nobody there. And it's just, come on, man. Uh, also, uh, uh, retire the team. And, retire the team. Also, uh, we will go home. Just now. for good measure, uh, Latifi catches a five-second penalty for ignoring blue flags. So that's which hurt his race very badly. Immensely. Because so after so having a ten-second stop and go and being in twentieth, three. He he's two safety like, cars and some yellow flags later he's still in last place yeah but what was he he was like, like around 48,000 seconds, seconds between yeah. him and the next place it's not great uh, five seconds oh okay oh really showing me there guy uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they gave him any of these penalties he started oh, no. fucking 18 uh, I could be last instead of last how dreadful yeah um, I could be even more like something we haven't really talked about is the papaya boys of McLaren aren't exactly having the most amiable time with each other where no, like early, not this early on the race, uh, Danny lets Norris by yeah. go battle on and try and get some time after a couple of pit stops and what have you. Now Norris is behind Danny and uh, there the radio calls back between them seem professional but Norris seems frustrated and danny is just frustrated because he's just not drawing the pace out of the car that he wants so there it's it's this weird situation where they're doing like human resources over the radio to try to keep their drivers in check but they're just not having a great time of racing especially when lando gets uh the call of like hey we've negotiated this you, if you can catch up to Danny and get past him, we'll give you a shot of passing the guy in front of him. But if you can't, you're seeding the position back to Danny at the end of the race so that he gets that position. And Lando's like, yeah, sure, whatever, and go away. But- well, to be <laughs> fair, Lando is making these demands when he's still got two and a half seconds of yeah, pace. Yeah, yeah. Or two and a half seconds of gap between him and, and Danny. And it's like, what is this, like friggin' 10 laps to the finish or something, it's something like, like that, that. Like, it's, um yeah. a little less than that and, still and it's like a in lando's defense he is closing the gap yeah but it's not at any sort of pace it's it's like, okay. it's like a you're gonna be in striking distance by the end of the race and sure enough that's what he by was. the time he's in a position to overtake danny in the first place it's the it's the last lap. They're racing to the checkered well, flag. So it's like, what, come on, what are we doing on, here? On like, lap forty eight, though, know. this uh, this whole thing is interrupted by some like Ted Kravitz gets interrupted by Crofty bringing us some key information from Lewis Hamilton's car. His butt pull. key information. His butt pull. You know, look, it's extremely important. Well, butt temperature is a critical function of the MGUH uh, but and its transition of thermal butthurt into battery charge by shaking it out of the driver through their spine oh. that's not real it's a little bit real yeah so uh, but Hamilton's butt is cold 
very important information that the audience needs. Uh, very imp important information, apparently, for Lance Stroll, who's so affected emotionally by this that he pulls into the pits and retires his car. Yeah, well, you know, when Sir Sir Ham Lewis champion Worldton Mercedes AMG Washington the Greater is uh, when his you, butt's you know cold, it it's I traumatic. think I know what it was. It's it was cool. that... No, no, no. Oh, his was, spine going numb? Uh, oh. Tracing Point slash Aston Farton has copied Mercedes so thoroughly <laughs> that when Hamilton has an issue, Stroll has an issue. It's it's like one of those sympathetic relationships between twins. Uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Now we have to figure out some sort of creative anachronism for BWT. <laughs> but but yeah, will sure, translate. There um, you go. For, for the, for the final act, yep. though, of this race, before it ends, uh, Lando is upset because he's told to not pass Danny Rick near the end of the race because he's not going to get a chance to pass the person in front of Danny Rick, and they're giving Lando Danny the position because he the position earlier in the Grand Prix, yeah. making Norris upset and wanting to leave the car and play a game of golf. So the... Oof. Uh, Boba, why don't you take us through the results of the race as they stood? Because let me tell you, by golly, yes. they took a while to appear since everybody in the front was like a 20 second gap between the other driver. Yeah. All right. So from the bottom, uh, places 16 to 20, we've got all DNFs. Uh, we've got Lance Stroll, K Mag, Joe Guan Yu, Charles Leclerc, and Carlos Sainz. Uh, don't worry, Carlos. We'll figure it out one day. Uh, coming mm. in fifteenth, bottom of the grid that Who actually finished. Who could it be? He's consistent. Oh, Nicholas Latifi. Hey, oh. Followed immediately in fourteenth by Mick Schumacher. Please figure it out, Mick. I know you can. Thirteenth, uh, Yuki Tsunoda with his whacked out wing. Uh, Alexander Albon, red hair, doing him no good. No points. Uh, Valtteri Bottas, 11th. Esteban Ocon, 10. First, uh, last point scoring position. Good on him. I think that's two Alpines in the points there. Yes, it is, because we have Lando Norris in 9th. Danny Rick in 8th. And then Fernando Alonso. Uh, fun fact about Fernando Alonso, he's only got one uh, pectoral muscle. Oh, well, see, there you go. I also think that this race gave him, it was this race or the previous race, he's now the longest, the, the driver with the longest longevity, which sounds dumb to say, uh, on the Formula One grid. I think this put him to being the most elder statesman that has existed in Formula One. Ooh. Interesting. Yeah. There you go. In six, another elder statesman, as it were, in Seb Vettel, uh, Pierre Gasly, fifth, uh, Revan, his clothing brand, uh, champion of the Lewis, uh, Hamilton of the world. Back problems uh, McGee is able fourth, to uh, drive through them to fourth yes, place sir. right outside the podium. Yep. Yep. In uh, third, Georg. Uh, Georg Roussel taking third. Very impressive. Checo Perez second. Couldn't quite hold off his teammate well, his Max. Teammate Max was in another first. galaxy, but in fairness, Checo was in another galaxy this compared to Roussel behind him. 
this race was interesting because <laughs> up until now, Charles had been kind of nipping at the heels. Well, not not really. He had been slipping off of Verstappen's tail uh, as the Red Bull kind of gained this weird thing called reliability. Uh, but then Ferrari kind of just caught the unreliability bug. But here here we sit, you know, brokenhearted. He came to win and only farted. Where this kind of puts him a bit outside <laughs> of a window of being able to realistically fight for P1 of the championship. But stranger things have happened. Uh, he should keep a chin up on it because when that car does work, it's plenty fast and can challenge at the front of the grid. Ferrari just has to, you know, replace Tony for Francesco in the garage or whatever when they put these engines into place. You know, they got rid of their two lemon engines in one race and a couple of customer teams got rid of their lemon engines in the same race. So it's fine. Uh, so that that kind of yeah. wraps up. That's that's Baku for this year. That it is. Uh, painful. A lot of pain. A lot of Very pain this pain. season. So much pain. A lot of it. Season of pain. Season of pain. Let's see. Uh, so we got some questions. Some of them are being uh, resubmitted because uh, they they had some audio issues. But uh, let's see. If we can get this question to play, this is from uh, Kai Harper, who comes to us from uh, the BPL Black Pants Legion Auxiliary. He's a fan of the WBPL 76 Twitch page, and uh, we were in there talking racing one day, and he uh, he submitted this question. So let's see. Let me see if I can get this to play here. This soundboard... Oh. <laughs> is literally so, so folks, the best Nick soundboard took effort it's to test so this with good. us in this chat before we started recording and it worked just fine but now that we're in prime time uh guess what will refuse to work yeah that's so wild about how that works all right so here's what's going to happen it's okay. This is this? no technical issues have ever right. occurred on this podcast. So, Not two in a row in this one, at least. That's a bold face line. I I would love to refresh this browser, but I think that it would break everything. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna play because I have uh Kai, I've got your question in an Audacity file. That's how I poured it over to Riverside. Um I'm gonna play it on my end. Uh, the guys won't be able to hear it, but I'll summarize your question. And then, uh, what we'll do is, uh, we will, well, unless it'll take a little editing magic. All right. So after some tomfoolery, Kai, we've got your, we've got your question set up here. Um, so let's see what Kai has to say. Hey fellas. Kai Harper, 89, of the BPL Auxiliary here. Prior to watching Drive to Survive, I would not really paid much attention to F1 through the years. Obviously, I'd seen some of the names, but didn't really watch it. Even now, the cars are a bit too flimsy for my taste, though I do greatly appreciate the marvels of engineering they are. Just wanted to say that despite that, I've been tuning in and enjoying it immensely. It helps with the brain-off work work of my weeknights. My question is thus. What drew each of you to F1? Was the speed, the drivers, the drama, or was it just Colberta going, I think this is neat and want to share it with my friends for Nick and Boba? On the livery debate of the Spain episode just gone, I've got to go with the majority after giving the cars a look. 
The Ferrari looks shit hot, but the Alpha comes in a close second with not Aston Martin on the last step for me. Take care, guys. Good to catch us. Oh, and Nick, get back to me with those, uh, on those links if you can. Take care. So uh, I guess I'll address the last part first. Um, Kai sent me a link to some uh, some fucking shit hot uh, I think it's Super V8 racing. Um, oh, that stuff's great. Yeah, dude, yeah. it was it was pretty cool. Um, so there's no. Have you ever seen uh, Super AUSC Australian thing? AUSC, that's what it is. Okay. Um, so it's AUSC supercars. Um, and they're uh, how would how would you describe it? Uh, do you know what I'm talking about, Colberto? Uh, vaguely with that one, uh, but like Australian racing is just awesome in general. It it was really cool. So it's um, it looks a lot like uh, oh man, there's there's an American supercar series and like uh, Ford and Audi and a bunch of other uh manufacturers are in it, but um. It's like there's no it's it's a lot different from Formula One. There's no like DRS or anything, but these guys are just drafting the shit out of each other. And there's right. no it's similar to F1 in that it's not like uh it's not like NASCAR, like a circular track, but these guys are just on each other until they just get that one magical draft straightaway lineup to pass. It was really intense. Really intense, really enjoyable. Um Share that off with the group. Share that with the class, Nick. I will. I will send you guys the link. Uh, and thank you again, Kai, for for linking that to me. That was really fun to watch. Um, as to the, what yeah, drew me to F one, it probably makes sense for me to start here because I think I'm yeah. This Pat, uh, well, you got me into that. it, so it's your fault. Now you have to tell everyone why you did this, why you sure, inflicted uh, this on everyone, because it's ultimately <laughs> your responsibility, you dickhead. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. So, so like I grew up, uh, I did not grow up watching F1. I grew up watching um, NHRA drag racing with my dad all the time. So uh, John Force, who's still racing, raced when I was a kid and we were all John Force guys. So we'd sit there and watch his car go down. And I was a secret cruise Pendragon fan, uh, partially because he was John Force's rival and partially because his car would explode half the time. And I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, so that was, um, I was always into racing kind of off that as a springboard as a small kid. So I started following whatever I could when I could watch it. And F1 was not easy to follow in the US, uh, especially back then. Uh, when I got into college, it was a lot easier. So uh, my buddy who shares the first name that I, the, my first real name with me, um, and I called him, we called him Canada because he was born in Canada. Yeah, so him and I started just checking out all different kinds of racing. And uh, I didn't realize my old man was into MotoGP, so I got really into that. And everyone called it the F1 of motorcycles. So I'm like, why not F1? So we started uh, pirating streams of F1 <laughs> in college and just watching them. And we th- just loved it. So we, uh, we started, we got tickets uh, back when they were cheap to the 2010 Canadian Grand Prix and managed to hike our butts up to Montreal from where we were uh, in New York. And that was 
that race just hooked me into it super hard. Uh, I was sitting in the grandstands that Lewis Hamilton's car ran out of gas in uh, during qualifying and oh. got to watch him like wave to the crowd where he thought he was hot dogging and he hops out of the car and starts pushing it. And we're like, oh, he, he can't move the car anymore. Uh, and that was kind of one of his coming out parties. And it was also like a super important race in the history of F1 regulations for tires. We didn't even realize it at the time. I was sitting in a section with a bunch of Brazilians and they were going nuts. Uh, Bobby K was my favorite driver at the time. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, man, and just since then, I've been following... Uh, NHRA kind of fell off for a bit, but F1 and MotoGP, I follow religiously. And even just watch the old races and stuff. And that kind of leads into uh, when I was in the Black Pants Legion and talking to one Nicholas Copernicus. That's me. Yeah. I am Nicholas Copernicus. I never died. I'm a lich. There you go. I've been doxxed. What can you do? He lives at one eight hundred Necromancer Road. Uh, the, the, just all the you take all the bones in the front yard and give it away. But you know, anyway, um, my phylactery is a Coke can. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I I grew up. Spoiler alert for those of you who have listened to me talk. I grew up in the south of the United States. Um. More I, I, uh, I grew up with NASCAR and I thought racing was the most boring thing that <laughs> a person could engage in ever. And That's like, I remember lie. going over to like my relatives houses and they'd be watching NASCAR and they'd be, they would be asleep. They would be asleep until lap like four fifty eight, <laughs> And then they would wake up to get dinner for the from the race they started at breakfast and you know they'd be like oh what a great race be like you slept through the entire thing like you don't even know what happened the last lap is the only one that anyone gives a shit about oh they turn they turn left oh wow watch (laughs) out i I just couldn't stand it and um so pandemic time i was looking for you know something something social sociable do and uh Colberto and a few of the other guys in the BPL had a side discord for uh, watching the races. And I was like, fuck it. Why not? I'll, I'll check out some F1. You know, it sounds cool. And uh, I watched the first race and the first race I ever watched was, was it the end of 2019? I think it was. Yeah. It was the end yeah. of 2019 or 20, no, 2020, 2020. Yeah, end of and it was the race where um, Max and Lewis had their tires like explode uh, on the last lap, one. and they were just both driving right? on shredded tires to the end. And I was like, "This shit is fucking wild," and I am here for it. And uh, ever since then, like, I just the more I started getting into the stories of. Um, the drivers moving around and the constructors. Um, I just kept getting sucked in more and more and more. And the, um, just the chops that these guys have the, uh, the sense of speed, the technical expertise in terms of driving the, the bleeding edge technology that goes into the cars. It's just all so fucking cool. And, uh, got, got me hooked, got me hooked bad. Do we have a 
Do we have anything else to cover for the race, or are we done with the race? We're just uh, I think we're done with the race. Yeah, but, we're done with uh, the race. We just got to know what got you into F. The, the, Kai has asked you a question, yeah, Boba. Way to try just... to dodge, man. Uh, Holy shit. Oh, uh, yeah, these two assholes. That's that's about that. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, they said F1 is neat, and I said, I'll check out F1 before we're here. <laughs> so, he said, by golly, I sure do like neat stuff. Uh, well, I, I guess I'll, I'll tell your story for you, jackass. So uh, <laughs> that was about it. What was, what else did I miss? Well, did I well, did I was I too succinct? I guess and then it was to, high to, noon. To give, to give a brief history of the pod in and of itself, uh, like Nick got into F one after like with a couple of us who were just watching it, and Nick and I would just talk about it after the race every time, and we'd sit there and just you know, this is what what does this mean? Uh, driver red pants. You know, we just because I can ask a million fucking questions like it. Yeah, I joke about about Lando and all those guys getting on here. But I I really think it would be cool as shit because, man, I I am made of questions. And uh, that's because I knew that Colberto had been watching this longer than I had. And so I would just after the race, I would pick his fucking brain and be like, oh, why is this important? Why is that crazy? What is, what does this do? What is that? Why is this important? Tell me about the rules. And And I'm a hopeless nerd. So I just absorbed that shit like crazy. And, uh, one day we're just after a race watching it and Nick just turns to me and he goes, do you want to just do a podcast off of this? Like, you know, like what? He's like, we're just, we're talking like this. Why don't we just record it and put it on a podcast thing? We we had been in post-race chat for like an hour and a half, just talking about F1. Yeah. And uh, one thing that growing up all throughout, uh, basically ever since I fucking hit puberty, people were like, oh, you've got a voice for radio. You got a voice for this voice for that. And I was like, fuck it. I mean, I like talking about this shit. And like I, I just spent an hour and a half doing radio, it. Not a voice for it. That's no, that's hurtful and different and not what I choose to remember. <laughs> so that's not real because I reject that reality and substitute a different one. that's complimentary to me. So there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh we we did the first podcast and it just kind of fucking took off like it I think it's got almost 200 listens to date for what was at the time just two morons drinking scotch and bullshitting about F1 and uh it's, well, it's the- been fun ever since and it hasn't stopped so we're going to keep oh. doing it. The Boba angle was uh, we were hanging out with Boba, just playing games and chatting and stuff. And we asked him, do you like racing? Hey, kid, you want to get in the van for some racing? Hey, hey kid, you ever seen a bucket of shrimp? (laughs) So Boba has been a uh, where Nick was bored to tears by NASCAR and my roommates would watch it. And I'd like go for a walk and come back and just to watch the last (laughs) five laps of NASCAR. Uh, Boba grew up with it and thoroughly enjoyed it. And he can speak better to that. But with respect to Formula One, we just kind of were like, do you want to, like, we we gel really well just chit-chatting and BSing. Do you want to join this podcast thing? Because we don't know what we're doing. And he was like, yeah, sure. Let me watch a couple of races and figure out things. That man is a sponge to a degree that I, that's his scary. Uh, I He watched f1 and looked into it for maybe like a month and then calls me up one day and he's asking me about a race in 1972 and i'm like boba what the fuck like how do you you're you're bringing up things that like no it's important to like tell me everything you know about ayrton senna 
That was what, crazy. What? Just, and he slid in. Mission into Report, here, Ayrton Senna, like, 1973. Yeah, it's like, uh-huh. you, you, you talk like you've been watching this longer than all of us. How did you retain all this shit so fast? But then, like, that's Boba. He's he's here that's now, Boba. and we turned him into a hopeless reject who watches nothing but Formula I 1. I was already that. So, we're proud of that. Yeah. There you go. That's it. There you go. There it is, Kai. That's why the Griffin's the best Mac to watch. (laughs) Oh my god. What, are you going to ruin this podcast like you ruined the BPL podcast, you fucking numpty? Apparently, I've I've apologized so many times for that. That's why the Griffin is the best McLaren. That's what everybody says. I did not, in fact, ruin that podcast, even though none of the Griffin posting made it in. For those of you who are not, who are sitting around like, why are you talking about Griffins? The Griffin... So the, 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 our, I'm not going to call it our sister podcast, but the group of idiots where this all came from is the Black Pants Legion, which is centered around a game called Battletech and revolves around these things called mechs. And the Griffin is one of them. And, uh, Bobo really likes Griffins a a lot. Yep. That's true. That's a total and hundred percent true fact. I love the Griffin. It's a true fact. And that's why the Griffin's the best mech for deceiving your listeners into believing you like the Griffin. There you (laughs) go. That's And on that bombshell, I will tell you that the podcast is not over yet. So uh, recently, if you've been keeping up, I posted like a 10-ish minute blurb uh, on Anchor about uh, why we've had a production pause. Uh, if you're just now catching up, unfortunately, my aunt passed away and uh, spent a lot of time going back and forth, making sure that my family was okay. But um, if you want to hear more about that, I'm not going to rehash it here. Please refer to the previous uh, little blurb podcast. Um, what I said I would do is uh, for Boba and Colberto's edification. Uh, she was a huge fan of uh, equestrian sports and horse racing. And uh, I'm a firm believer that um, the sport of racing and that competitive nature is a line that can be drawn through all types of racing, whether it's MotoGP or AUSC, Formula One, Formula Two, Formula Three, NASCAR. The race is the race. Doesn't matter what it's in foot race whatever um, there's a really terrible human race joke you could make here but please don't there, I'm, i wasn't race. going to but thank you for bringing that in because i don't think that our podcast would be complete if some higher moment wasn't brought down <laughs> by shit posting so thank you um but uh she also loved nature and so i have taken a look at a few charities um the one that I would like to start with is uh, it combines uh, her love of nature and her love of equestrian uh, pursuits. It is the American wild horse campaign. The American wild horse campaign is dedicated to protecting wild horse populations in the United States. Uh, Big deal to me because I am from the state of Virginia, which if you were not familiar uh, has an Island called Shinkatig that has a huge wild horse population, um, huge, huge completely undisturbed wild horses, horse population. The horses aren't large, but the, the population is. 
Yes, the population is big, and those horses are frequently, um, they're actually swam from Chincoteague Island to uh, Virginia. They're herded literally across the bay. I don't know why they just don't put them on boats, but I'm not a horse person. I don't know what to tell you. You're um, a horse, they're terrifying. They apparently make good race horses, but uh, if you would like, uh, I would ask, uh, take a look, AmericanWildHorseCampaign.org. Take a look at their webpage, what they do. Um, see if you would like to donate. A um, couple bucks here or there. Uh, you're helping a good cause. You're helping preserve natural beauty. You are helping not not much else that you can do that that'll make you feel good other than help um as for now i'm also a firm believer uh that if you're going to donate to something your your money should go to what you are spending your money on um so i did a little research uh they are well rated uh, the money that you are going to spend is going to go directly to the American Wild Horse Campaign, and it is going to be used to affect legislation and pursue policies at the state and federal level in the United States that are going to protect wild horse populations. So your your donations will not go amiss, but I do encourage you to do as much research as you can on your own uh, before you donate. Make sure that your money is going to a good cause and that you're not... Uh, giving it to people who are going to, you know, try and swindle you. But I don't think that's this group. So uh, once again, that's American Wild Horse Campaign. And uh, if you want to put a note on there, just say uh, in memory of Fran. That would be wonderful. And I would really appreciate it. And it would make me very happy. Um, We'll be back in a few days. Uh, It is January or January. Wow. J month, July. Sixth at the time of recording, and uh, we'll be back hopefully in a few days. We're going to talk about uh, Kanakistan next. Until then, I've been Nick, I've been joined by Colberto and Boba. Gentlemen, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. Anything you want to say before we sign off? Uh, just looking forward to this kind of rapid fire catch up of the races and to get back on, I guess, on, as on track as we ever were with the uh, the cases <laughs> that we have. But yeah, uh, go check out that damn charity, Boba. Yeah, d- d- do please give anything you can. Um, can't wait for Silverstone. It's gonna be a good time. <laughs> All right, ladies, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure, and uh, till then, we'll see you next time. Thank you again for tuning into a very midfield podcast. Currently. This podcast is brought to you by, well, nobody. It's just us. And we really appreciate you listening to this passion project. Just having you here helps. Really hope you've enjoyed it. In fact, we hope that you've enjoyed it so much that you want to talk to us. We'd love to hear from you. If you want a question answered, hate something that we said, or just want to say hi, then please drop us a line. You'll find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash a very midfield PC. We host our podcast through Anchor FM, and you can leave a voice message there. The website is anchor.fm forward slash midfield dash podcast. 
And if that's not your speed, then feel free to email us at verymidfieldpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you'll join us next time.